Okay, we're in Chovot Levavot, Shara Bitachon, Yafa edition, we're in chapter 4, and we're in the middle of discussing the fourth category to which Bitachon applies, which is fulfilling personal mitzvot. We already discussed in previous audios our responsibility to choose good over evil, and now we are talking about how Bitachon regarding mitzvah performance is different from Bitachon regarding material matters. Right, in the first section, of this chapter, which dealt with bitahon regarding business and livelihood and health, we discussed that while we know Hashem controls all our matters, we are still obligated to do our shtadlut, right? To be healthy, to earn an income, etc. And this requires that we make a decision that we feel is best in each situation, and then rely on Hashem to make our efforts succeed. So it seems to be that that's a very similar approach when it comes to mitzvot, right? That we have to choose to do what's right. And then Hashem will actually enable us to complete it. And it's very similar to what we learned in the other, in all the categories. But if that's the case, then Chavot Alevavot would not have created its own uh, section, its own category and chapter of Bidahon when it comes to mitzvot. So now Chavot Alevavot is going to explain that there is a difference between material matters and mitzvah matters in regards to Bidahon. The difference between the service of Hashem and involvement in all other endeavors, in regards to relying on Hashem, is that regarding those other matters, right, when we hope to invest effort to achieve our goal, it's not clear to us which particular means is better or more effective than others in helping us meet that goal, right? So when we are assessing a situation in our lives, it might not be so clear what is the best thing to do. Nor do we know the greater potential, potential for loss or the other disadvantages that this one has compared to the others, right? So we basically don't know the clear trade-offs between the different options. We cannot accurately determine in advance which is going to be best for us, which is going to be good for us and more fitting than, let's say, the others. In our quest for things like livelihood and health and other material benefits. In the realm of, of, of business, for example, we don't know which merchandise or which route of travel or which of the many possible options and courses of worldly action we're going to succeed in once we get involved with them. Right? We don't really necessarily know always what the best business decision is, what the best opportunity is, what we should do. The same applies with health and the other types of things that we were talking about, right? The cure for an illness. He doesn't know if this program or that diet or this medicine or that doctor. There's doubt. Therefore, it's clear that we should rely on Hashem. Both in regards to choosing what to do and to carry it out. So he's saying that is not only must we rely on Hashem to make the path that we choose succeed, but we also must rely on Hashem to help us choose the path that will be most beneficial for us once we involve ourselves in it. 
So as we said in a previous chapter, right, every person should choose an occupation based on his physical and intellectual capabilities, right, and based on his personal inclination. Nevertheless, someone can easily make a mistake, right, or be misled in making this decision. So we ultimately need to rely on Hashem to guide us in the right direction. Even though we think we might know what it is to do that's best, we still need to rely on Hashem when it comes to the decision, right? And of course, even more so, Kava Homer, when it comes to medical treatment or the like, right? Because doctors and tests and research and science, it's limited. So even though Chavot Alavot did say that when we're faced with such a decision, we should choose what seems to be best for us, it's really only with Hashem's help that, uh, that we can get it done. And that's why we should pray to Hashem to give us the insight to choose the path that's best and most fitting for us. So prayer is a tool that he's giving us, to use, it's a gift from Hashem, of bitahon, right? Because when a person has bitahon and trust in Hashem, the person can pray for Hashem's help and then rely on Hashem to actually help. So we're asking Hashem essentially to help us make the best decision because we understand that when it comes to health and business and a lot of material, physical things, we don't necessarily know what's best. So we have to ask Hashem for help and rely on Him. Aval, but, avodat but when it comes to serving Hashem, it's not like that. Because in this area, Hashem has already told us what to do, what the best path is, what the appropriate path is. Meaning, when it comes to the mitzvot, there's nothing for us to think about. Just do the mitzvah. Hashem already told you what to do. Hashem already told you how to live. Hashem already told you what the best decision is for whatever's in front of you when it comes to the mitzvot. And Hashem not only told us, He commanded us to choose that path, the right path. And He gave us the ability to make this choice ourselves. What a gift. So in a way, He's almost saying... It's done for you. There's nothing to even ask for when it comes to mitzvot. Just do it. Therefore, if we would pray to Hashem to choose the appropriate path for us, and we rely on Hashem to show us the way of life that's good for us, right? By putting the desire for mitzvot in our heart or by showing us a sign that we should keep the mitzvot. We would be going astray with our words of prayers. And we would be acting foolishly with our bitachon. Because Hashem already told us the right way to serve Him. So basically, He's saying, whereas in material matters, we pray to Hashem to help us make the right decision. When it comes to mitzvot, it's not really relevant. Hashem already told us what to do. He told us the best way to live that would be most beneficial to us in this world and in the next world, right? Because not only did Hashem command us to keep the mitzvot to serve Him properly, but He He told us this will benefit us. This will make this world and the next world excellent. So we truly know which path in life we must choose if we're seeking the good. The way it says in Devarim, Hashem has commanded us to perform all these statutes, to fear Hashem our God for our good all the days to give us life as this very day in this world. And as it says in the next statement, in the next pasuk regarding and it will be merit for us if we're careful to perform these commandments 
as he commanded us. So the Torah essentially is the blueprint, is the decision maker for us, right? Now, of course, we're talking about situations where a person can clearly understand and determine what's correct and what's sinful, right? But when it's not clear, right? When it's not so clear which path is the will of Hashem or which path is the right thing or what's a mitzvah or what's a sin, because as we know, life is complicated. It's not always black and white. Then, of course, it's appropriate to pray to Hashem for guidance and rely on Hashem. Hashem, I want to do the right thing. Please show me uh, the, 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 the right path. Uh, please tell me what the right thing to do is. Give me clarity of mind, sharpness of judgment. So that piece, of course, is still there. If a person is not clear about whether something is the right thing to do or wrong thing to do or or what he or she should do, then of course prayer is okay. But he's talking about a situation here where it's clear. We know what the mitzvot are. It's a mitzvah to do netilayidayim in the morning, for example. Do it. You know, that's just an example I thought of. But the point is, it's uh, it's clear for us. Now, Another reason why a person must rely on Hashem for guidance in choosing the right path in worldly matters, but not in spiritual, there's another one, right? Where that, that, that explains why worldly matters are different than, than mitzvot. is because with worldly matters, yesh A means of endeavor that appears at first to be positive can sometimes turn out to be negative, right? Or sometimes, if it's negative, it might turn out to be positive. So, you know, whether it's business, right, with money or with health or any material need, we never really know which approach will lead to success, right? Because circumstances are constantly changing through different events and different things happening. So an approach that today might seem, that might seem great, right, that has great potential, can tomorrow turn out to be a terrible choice, right? Or the opposite, an approach that, today might seem to be doomed to failure, can tomorrow can be uh, very successful. So a person really must, at the end of the day, rely on Hashem uh, for the outcome and pray that Hashem leads him on the right path because what might look good might end up being bad and what might be might look bad might end up being good. However, regarding mitzvot and averot, that's not the case. For neither the negative or the positive among them will change its status. Meaning, a sin is a sin. A sin will never be, will never result in something good. And a mitzvah is a mitzvah. A mitzvah will always be good, right? It'll never be reversed. And the history of the world will never be reversed. A good deed will always be good. And an evil deed will always be evil. So, we don't need Hashem's help in identifying the good, even for the long term. Right? So now having explained where bitachon is not appropriate in regard to Hashem's service, Right, because we said in the case where let's say a person has to have the will and the desire to do good, Chavot Elevavot is now going to talk about where it is appropriate, right? Where Bitahon is appropriate in regards to doing Mitzvot. However, the area of service in which it's appropriate to place one's trust in Hashem, who Gemar is being able to carry out to completion the Mitzvah act that one has chosen to do, right? Because didn't we say earlier it's not entirely in a person's hands? A person might want to do it, a person might see clearly why it's good to do it because the Torah commanded it, that's enough for him. But if he goes to try to do it, he might not get it done. So that's an area where bitachon is important, where prayer is important. Hashem, help me do this, help me get it done. This trust is appropriate after someone is wholeheartedly and faithfully chosen to serve Hashem by performing a particular mitzvah. He has to truly in his heart want to do the mitzvah, want to get it done. And the person has a, a strong determination and resolve, a pure-hearted effort to do it, to put in his effort. 
And with the intent to do it, Lashem Shamayim, for the sake of Hashem, for the sake of, uh, for the sake of, uh, for the sake of heaven. So, essentially, if a person truly wants to do a mitzvah, where he could rely on Hashem and where he could pray to Hashem, is that Hashem helps him get it done. And along with putting trust in Hashem for this, one should also pray for the success of it, right? So you can do something and it might not turn out to be successful, right? Somebody wants to host a charity event. He might actually execute hosting the event, but is it going to be a successful event? In regard to this aspect of mitzvah performance, right, carrying out the completion, we are obligated not only to place our trust in Hashem, but also to pray to Him to help us in completing it and to guide us as to how to do it. Right? So it's clear that the correct choice always is to serve Hashem and do His, and do his mitzvot. However, it's not always obvious about how to do it properly. I'll give you an example. Kivud Ava'im. It's a very, very powerful thing that we all want to be able to do is respect our parents properly. But it's not always so simple. Right? Because sometimes your Shalom Bayit might be getting in the way or might get in the way of uh, your Parnassah or might get in the way... So Hashem, help me make the right decisions. Help me respect my parents. Help me choose the right things. Help me fulfill this mitzvah properly. And there's a lot of mitzvah we could all think of where it might not be so clear uh, as to how to do the mitzvah. As David Amalek says, lead me in your truth and teach me. And he says, lead me on the path of your commandments. It says, I've chosen a path of faithfulness, right? So we see from all this, especially this one where it says, I've chosen a path of faithfulness, where King David, he's saying, I chose the path of faithfulness and then asked for Hashem to lead, to lead me on the, on the path of commandment. So again, it's the point that we can rely on Hashem to guide us towards completing the mitzvah. Of course, only after we chose to try to go and do it. Right? Do not remove from my mouth the word of utmost truth because I've yearned for your ordinances. I actually skipped another line, sorry. It says, I've clung to your testimonies, put me not to shame. So in these Pesukim, David Amech is saying that, again, he chose Hashem's mitzvot wholeheartedly. He's clung to the testimonies, he's yearned for the ordinances. So we're seeing that that ratzon, that yearning, is what's important, and then Hashem will ultimately determine if it can happen. A great example is what we just passed a couple of days ago, uh, uh, or maybe it was a week ago, of Pesach Sheni. You had a group of Jewish people from the nation of Israel that carried the bones. The Gemara says they carried the bones of Yosef, so they were Tameh, and they couldn't do the Pesach, Korban Pesach. But they had such a yearning, such a desire, such a fire, such a Leshem Shamayim, hope that they can give the, the Korban Pesach, that they begged Moshe to make an exception. They, 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 they said, we want to do it. Please, let us do it. We want to give the Korban. And essentially, they were patur. They didn't really have to. They couldn't. They were tameh. They were doing another mitzvah, right? When you involved in one mitzvah, you patur from another mitzvah. They were carrying the bones of Yosef. They begged, they begged, they begged. They had a yearning, right? Now again, that's up to them, that yearning. But at the end of the day, it's up to Hashem to determine whether or not they could do it. So what happened? Moshe went to Hashem. Hashem, what do you want me to do here? What did Hashem do? He created Pesach Sheni. He said they could do it. So look how they had the yearning. 
and they left the result, the outcome, the ability to actually succeed in doing the Torah to Hashem, and Hashem gave it to them. What a gift. So that's a good example here that, that, uh, that we're connecting. All these Pesukim show that David HaMelech already exercised his power of choice and resolved on his own to perform the service of Hashem. But he still prayed to Hashem regarding two things. One of them, for Hashem to strengthen and focus his heart in choosing Hashem's service, meaning once he chose to do the mitzvot, he prayed for help in maintaining that, like help me continue to yearn and desire to, 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 to stick to the Torah. By distancing the distractions of the world from within his heart and from before his eyes. Meaning, yes, he was currently in the present choosing to stick to the Torah, but David HaMelech knew that there's a lot of things in the world, a lot of distractions and a lot of power that the Yetzirah has that can pull that yearning away from him. Well, God forbid, disconnect him from that yearning. So first thing is asking Hashem, Hashem, protect me from all that. Help me continue to yearn to do the mitzvot and do the right thing and be pure of heart. As, as, as David said, unify my heart to fear your name. Meaning our desires, right, as human beings, our animal souls, right, propel us in many different directions, right? Because there's attractions in this world that of course are false, right? They're, they're futile, but there's attractions, there's pressures, so David was asking Hashem to save him from all this and to unify his emotions and wishes strictly to fear Hashem. Unify my heart, right? Help me do mitzvot just for your sake. Help me be aligned with my soul and with you, Hashem. And, he, and David said, avert my eyes that I may perceive wonders from your Torah. Meaning, meaning t- t- uh, David Amalek is asking Hashem, take my eyes away from the distractions that would weaken my resolve to serve you. Protect my eyes. Avert my eyes from seeing futility. Incline my heart towards your testimonies. And similar prayers. Meaning he, he said a lot of different prayers like this. David is not asking Hashem to decide for him what to do. He's asking that Hashem save him from losing his focus and from weakening his resolve to do what he has already decided. This is deep. This is deep. We can learn a lot from this about how to conduct our Hittipodidut, our personal prayers when we talk to Hashem. First of all, if we already have a yearning to get close to Hashem, we can thank Him for that yearning and we can beg Hashem to protect it. Protect us from our surrounding environments that try to pull us away from you and pull us in all these different directions. And if we're not even there, let's say we don't truly want the way we need to, to do the right thing, to stick to the Torah, Hashem, please give us that yearning. Give us that fire. Help me want to do the right thing. And you could go even deeper. Let's say a person doesn't even want to want it, but he knows he should. Hashem, help me want to want it. It's very, very powerful. Ve'asheni, David HaMelech's second prayer. We're continuing on. Le'chazek e'barav al hashlamat ama'asim ba'avodato. That Hashem strengthens his limbs, and gives him the ability and the energy and the power and the strength to carry out to completion the mitzvot that he desires to do, that he sought to do in Hashem's service. Amazing. This is another thing we can learn. Hashem, I want to be a better human being. I want to do a lot of mitzvot in my life. I want to learn a lot of Torah in my life. I want to give a lot of charity in my life. I want to do a lot of chesed in my life. I want to pray. I want to connect. Please give me the health, energy, and strength I need to do these things. 
give me the power and the energy and the courage to wake up and go to work so I can make money, so I can do good with it. Give me the power and strength and patience that I need to be a good spouse and a good parent so I can raise my children properly in the way of Torah and create a home of holiness. Please Hashem, give me the health and the strength that I need to be able to wake up early to go to shul and stay up late at night to learn Torah, right? We can ask Hashem to help me, to help us do these mitzvot. Give us the strength, like the way David HaMelech did. And that's what David HaMelech meant when he said, lead me on the path of your commandments. And when he said, sustain me that I may be saved. And I will always be engrossed in your statutes. And many similar verses. So, just to, to recap a little bit and expand, and then we're going to end here. There's a couple more lines, and then we're up to the fifth category. is saying that prayer is justified in regard to two elements of mitzvah performance. Maintaining one's resolve to do the mitzvah and having the ability to complete it. The decision, however, to perform a mitzvah must be made by the person, right? A person cannot ask Hashem for help in that regard because Hashem commanded us, it's a mitzvah, choose life, which means the mitzvah is for us to choose and, and, and to serve Hashem. So we can't say, Hashem, if you give me this sign, I'll do the mitzvah. No, 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 we have to do the mitzvah. However, commentary here says, Rav Yaakov then notes that there are many different pesukim that indicate that one should in fact pray for Hashem's help even in deciding which path to take. For example, David says in Tehinim, Make your ways known to me, Hashem. Teach me your paths. And Teach me, Hashem, your way that I might travel in your truth. So what Yavkov then is saying, he's explaining that when it's unclear what the Torah demands of us, and this is sort of what we were referencing before about Sarah Mitzvah, right? Then of course we have to pray to Hashem to make His way known to us. Right? Because every person who delves into the intricacies of halakha, they even know that they need divine assistance to ensure that they don't do the wrong thing. Because even halakha is so nuanced and so detailed, right? So Kalavach Homer, if, if, if in halakha that's already written and established, we have that doubt and we need to pray to not make the wrong choice. In our lives where we're subjective and we're biased and, we're, and it's all about perspective and circumstances and, and, and different human uh, interactions and relationships and behavior and it's very complicated, right? Or midot even, character refinement, right? There's no defined halachot with midot, with a person's character, his morals, the way he's trying to improve. The guidelines are very biased based on circumstances or, or hasidut, right? Which is like, let's say, going beyond the letter of the law. That also is, uh, is challenging, right? Because sometimes something that might seem admirable can have bad results, right? Like Mesila Yishanim says, you can't do hasidut without Hashem's help. Because if God forbid you're too strict on yourself, it can turn into a sin, right? So a person has to pray for guidance. And that's, that's sort of the nuance that he's providing here. And Chavot uh, Avot sort of refers to this when he says, that we have to pray to Hashem to help us complete it and to guide us how to do it, right? When he said in Tehillim, lead me into your truth and teach me. So Chavot Lavot is really emphasizing that one must first choose to do good. That's the main thing, right? Whether the good involves performing a mitzvah or improving a character trait or practicing hasidut. Ultimately, the choice and the decision is the person's. But as regards to how to do it, right? When the laws are not stated clearly and being able to carry it out to completion, not only... Should we? We must pray to Hashem and have bitachon that He will help. Because without Hashem, 
it's very hard to achieve uh, achieve great things. So finally, now that we have the parameters of bitachon in regards to fulfilling mitzvot, chavot lavot concludes this this section. Va'ani atid lebaer afne mafside hahelik hazeh. I will explain later what things take away from a person's bitachon regarding this category, meaning the mitzvot. As well as what enhances a person's bitahon, what makes a person's bitahon stronger in the way to approach it. Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem, God willing, he will, he will explain this in, in, in later chapters. Have a great night.